You don't have to be a horror film buff to know the legend of Freddy Krueger and the nightmares he visited on Elm Street. A face that would haunt children before they went to sleep, and while they slept, too. In the Isle of Jersey, a mask-wearing maniac with nails protruding from his clothing incited his own kind of horror, luring children from their beds. Actually, think we're going to enjoy this one. Is it a blue raspberry? Nope. I kind of want to throw that in my monster. It kind of nope. looks, it reminds me of blue jello, which I love blue jello. Can we just go ahead and get on with the surprise shot so who's we it? can try this one? Yeah, who's it for? This one's for Megan. 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 Surprise shots. Surprise shots. We don't know what they are because they're a surprise. I still can't believe I just thought of that off the cuff. Actually, I can, but like, it's pretty catchy. It was good for our first first thought. No, that was since episode two. You didn't do it on episode one. No, we didn't have a surprise shot during episode one. I think because episode one, we recorded for like eight fucking hours because we know what the fuck we're doing. Well, we still don't really know what we're doing, but. This smells good. It smells like an icy. Mm. Cheers. 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 Ching, 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 ching. ching. Oh, I like that. I could drink that, like straight. What is that? Oh yeah. You want to guess? I don't know. Popsicle something. Berry lemonade. Ber- Smirnoff. <clears throat> I like that. Smirnoff. Yeah. You know, um, that was delicious. I thought about oh. getting myself um a Margaritaville <laughs> <laughs> thing, so I can make. We should just drinks. see if if John's dad still. Has Did I ever tell you that story? Yes. Yes. It's um, epic, actually. Yes, but uh, that would be great. Like we could make like an icy, oh like my with God. the frozen ice. With you that. should ask my mom about that. She'll be. Should like, I ask your dad? Do, do you guys have a margarita? No, my dad. Here? My dad won't like. Probably not. He'll deny it or pretend not to remember. But it. if they still have it, I'll pay them. No, for they it. don't have it. Oh. Well, <sighs> I'm gonna get something similar. You should look and see if they have it on like Facebook Marketplace or something. Yeah. But, well, just buy one at Walmart. They that's where they sell them, right? I'll look on Amazon. I think they're 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 not too expensive, but they're like. First, what I need to do is get a real blender because I don't mm. have a blender, and I want to start making smoothies. I love the the. Uh, we have a blender. The bu- No, we don't. It but, but I do like the the bullet a lot more than the ninja because mm. you can just keep Take it in the, the cup, cup mm-hmm. as it goes, and it blends really well. Yeah, I'll have to get one. All right, welcome to Talk Murder Me. This is a sort of a short episode. Definitely want to go to talkmurder.com. You you've got it. You got to see this. I thought he was going to say definitely want to go to Taco Bell because I feel that and all. Uh, you know what was funny? I was also craving that earlier today, but we've got food. Yes. I'm trying to help us by Yes, I need buying to, food I need for to be, us so we don't order out every single Sunday. Yeah. We no we this is our second Sunday in a row that we aren't. Yeah, I know. I'm trying. I'm yeah, trying. and it sucks. What the fuck? I'm hung. No, I like it because I can come here and have like a a good meal. And like, so we had the chicken pot pie last week. Mm-hmm. This week we've got a different. It's different than lasagna. Well, I don't like this. Well, I'm just kidding. Screw you. You take care of dinner. <laughs> Go ahead. Fend for yourself. <laughs> Provide for us. <laughs> Look at me. Don't don't you smile at me and expect me. And, don't you do that. Uh, uh, this is not Russia. Do not smile at me. Uh, all right. So. Um, before we get started, I want to shout out some comments on the blog, talkmurder.com. That's where I blog. 
If you leave a YouTube comment or whatever, which I need to start putting out the YouTube snippets again. Erica says on the uh, Flan and Lighthouse. That, oh, I love that one. Yeah, that was a good one. Did you like that one? Yeah, I did. I, I think that the movie that we watched, though, I think that yeah. we needed to watch the other one with Gerard Butler. Yeah, it was yeah. probably more accurate yeah. <laughs> to the story. It was yeah. still good. I just know. bizarre. It was, yeah, yeah, it was wackadoodle. I was not. I was like, "What the fuck is happening?" He, I feel like as he's getting older, he's making these weird artsy movies. Defoe? Robert Pattinson? No, both. I'm um, no um, William Defoe. William Defoe. Robert Pattinson's the next Batman. I can't wait for that to come out. Hey guys, totally agree with Jen. One thousand percent. Fun size candy tastes gross. Yes. What? Yes. I remember it's the same that. fucking shit. No, it tastes different. That's like the, the people are like, oh, the Twix are made in different factories. Remember that was a big thing. Yes, yeah. that was a commercial. <laughs> I, it, I almost feel guilty because it sounds like the argument that character macaroni and cheese tastes different than the regular noodles. But well, the shapes. I, you I think know, the shapes do taste different? Not that they taste different, but they they add a different flavor palette on your tongue. I think the way you absorb. See, I the just sauce. I don't high. no, I don't think they taste different. I but the fun size candy does taste Dude, different. It's the same shit. No, what the fuck? No, because you get smaller. It like the the proportions are not correct. <laughs> she didn't say anything about my fun size. Remember, I said they should be called mean size. Oh yeah. <laughs> Especially the Reese's. I have no idea why, but I refuse to eat them. Side note, I also think white chocolate is fake and so gross. You and I are not friends anymore, Eric. I love white chocolate. Well, white chocolate I is... I love white chocolate. It's not chocolate. It's, yeah, it's made, oh. it's made from chocolate fat. Well, what's the cookie and cream bars? Yeah, that's, that's, white, that's chocolate. white chocolate. Well, that's what I like. I well, do yeah, love the cookies and cream. Yeah, those are good. I like those. Um, but that I is a good candy bar. But I don't, I don't <sighs> usually eat white chocolate, like, alone. <laughs> In regards to the story, does anyone know if this story is where the phrase, quote, the wreck of the Hesperus, end quote, comes from? Probably Uh, because the captain's ship was called the Hesperus. I don't. But I've I've never never heard of that. I've never heard that phrase. And I feel like you just made that up. But that's cool. My oh, she says my Nana, Nana, my Nana always says that if someone looks Nana too. my Nana always says that if someone looks tired or sick. Would be interesting to know. That's a really, that's really interesting. Actually, I I do not know. I mean, the the ship, the Hesperus, was the ship that that captain was uh, driving, boating, <laughs> commanding, commanding, <laughs> commanding. But it didn't crash. At least here, I didn't go into the history of if it crashed later down the road. But maybe it did. Maybe Saint Flannan got aboard. Mm crashed it holy shit that's well, crazy and she also says uh john uh-oh and there's no h in my name so obviously you're not talking about me john i am officially requesting the story of christopher McNabb and courtney bell in georgia mm-hmm. i know these people through family and it is one of the most messed up stories i've ever heard well apparently you haven't heard our red ripper story we just did <laughs> Jeez. Well, no, she hasn't. It's we have already done it. Missy says, "I just found this podcast and I'm loving it." There's an interesting case about the West Memphis Three. Hmm. Yeah, I'm not sure if y'all covered it yet. It is highly publicized. Yeah, I was going to do it. My mom brings it up every time. She's like, "Oh my god, this episode of True Crime Garage was so good." <laughs> <laughs> like, mom, what the fuck? You Stop know, telling me about these other fucking podcasts. <laughs> You know what's interesting, though, is that even though there are other true crime podcasts out there, um, and even if, like, 
people cover the same cases, it's always different. So different. You know, the way that. Yeah, that, like I cover them correctly. Yes. <laughs> I'm just kidding. I agree. You know what, John? I appreciate that you don't just look at the headlines. Yes. Well, I will say that a lot. I don't. I don't listen to podcasts at all. But a lot of. I feel like a lot of these true crime because they always like have the girls drinking wine or the guys drinking beer, and they always just pretend, dude. We actually get sloshed. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight's story is for our good friend Malachi. Like I said, this Talk Murder Me podcast. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole, and you can find all these photos on talkmurder.com. You definitely want to see it 100%. Let's get started. Very short case, not even a murder per se, but it's still extremely interesting. So let's get on with it. And there's Katie and Christopher on live chat. Thank you guys for joining us just in time. Now, this, this is, you don't have to read this, but we'll read the headline there. Girl was trussed up and raped, court is told. What does trussed up mean? Like dress up? Well, so I, I should say, I should say, tonight we're going to the Isle of Wight. Oh. Tell us about that, Nicole. Do you know where that's at, Jen? Uh, is it in the United Kingdom? Sort of. The Isle of Wight is an island off the south coast of England. It's known for its beaches and seafront... Promenades. Oh, I thought it said pomegranates. No. <laughs> Dinosaurs still walk here. Holy shit. Oh, wait, it didn't say that. What does it say about dinosaurs? Dinosaur remains and fossils can be seen in areas like Compton Bay. Can you describe uh, your new boyfriend? Oh, no. <laughs> he looks like the statue of David with a fa- skin faced on. Oh, man, that's a beautiful sight. I don't like that at all. You know, this is a mask, right? This isn't. Is this a human flesh mask? <laughs> I don't like this. Can we move on? This is creepy as fuck. Tonight, we're talking about the Beast of Jersey. This is a beautiful picture. I love this mask. So can you describe I, this mask for our, for our audience, Nicole? It looks like um, there's a crown on top with rope, fake hair. That, yes, yeah, a wig. A wig. And... It looks like it's taped onto a statue. Like the eyes? This might either be the detective of the case did wear it, but for some reason, I don't know why he put it on, but the, most and the pictures I'm going to show you, it is on a mannequin. This is uh, the full oh. suit. So oh. it's, a, it's a full costume. Oh, no. Wow. So describe this. Y'all don't just be like, wow. I'm, I, I mean, it's like there's a mask and it possibly is human skin. I'm not... Uh, I don't know. Obviously I don't know what to make of this. Obviously, you've never wore human skin as a mask. That is correct. <laughs> that, that is an accurate statement. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. 100% true. All right. Tonight, we're going to the uh, island of Jersey. Not New Jersey. Not New Jersey. But Jersey. In uh, the UK. Jersey. The UK, the island of Jersey. No, the island of White. The island of White. Like I said, this is a very short episode. There's no information besides the book that the guy... So it's a guy that got uh, arrested for wearing this. And he, when he was arrested, his wife found out that he's been, for the last 10 years, uh, 15 years, has been a rapist, a serial oh. rapist. So this is a serial so he's, rapist. he's a serial rapist who wears this. Yes. Why he raped? Yes. But... Ooh. Well, there's more to it we're going to get into, but the uh, the only book about it, the only real source, and I, dude, I've scoured newspapers, like the, the one that I just showed you, there's nothing, man. There's nothing 
on it. The only real source is the book of the wife or the ex-wife. Once he fucking did this, she wrote a book about it and I wanted to get it, but that shit is fucking $500 on like Amazon and it's nowhere else. You can't fucking print it or whatever. It's not on like all those dark sites that I'm always downloading shit from. So I was like, fuck it, you know? He would wear this costume. Who do we know? Even know who this? Person yeah, no, is? we know who he is. So we're actually. Oh, and, look at that it, spike and bracelet. is that human skin? V- Jen, very good. Say that again. That spike bracelet. It's like nineties. Yeah, punk. like punk rock type of shit. Yeah. Those, those are actually nails. <gasps> so did he attack his victims with them? No, but I did see in one report that he wore them in case he was arrested. Because if, if a cop grabs your arm. He's also got them on his shoulder, too, the the nails. I'll show you in a second. But if a cop grabs your arm, that shit's going right through his hand, dude. Yeah. But those are real nails. Those aren't, like, punky, hot topic. Or what's your mom call it? The circus? No, the circus is the, no, the, parade, the parade. The parade. Which is the people that, that walked around the mall on Friday nights. That was the parade. And yes, they frequented. Like they your frequ- sister, right? No, no, no. I, they frequented Hot Topic. <laughs> Uh, I buy all my clothes Hot Topic. <laughs> the one that says Daddy's Little Slut on oh it. Stop. <laughs> I did buy some piercings at Hot Topic, like some earrings at Hot Topic. I, I want to get another piercing, I think. We're actually going to Jersey in the UK, July 10th, 1971. He wasn't wearing this at the time, but he was arrested wearing this. And the reason he was arrested is because the same night there was a a body found now he like i said earlier in the last episode i believe he didn't actually murder anyone he is just a serial rapist and that is why and he didn't know about it obviously because he wouldn't be out he was actually coming back from what he told the officer was a quote sex orgy and this stuff was in his pocket so all of this stuff was stuffed in his pocket the car that he was driving was stolen. This was July 10th, 1971. So it was a roadblock. They were trying to find the killer of this random little girl. And I didn't get into her case because this is not the this kill this is not the person who killed her. But this guy just so happened to be driving a stolen car and he he f- fled the roadblock. You know, when they, they tell you to slow down and or whatever. He thought that the whole thing was there for him and it wasn't. So he fled, he sped away, and then that's when the police chased him, brought him out of the car, and that's when they found the mask. That's when he's arrested. That's when they started questioning him, was like, what are you doing with this mask? Oh, I'm coming from a sex orgy. And then once in questioning, they started to figure out that this guy has been raping numerous children for the past 15 years. Terrible. So, yeah. Uh, Detective Inspector George Shuttler. Now, he was the main guy that his whole job was to find this man. He said, quote, I had had nightmares about him and I had dreamt about him. He looked exactly like the man I knew I wanted. It was a tremendous relief to know he had been caught. Mm. So, like I said, he was driving a stolen car. I saw another report that he looked down beside him and saw a Raffia cross from Palm Sunday. I'm not religious, so or I'm not, 
of that religion. So I don't know. And that is it upset him. So he sped through a red light. But then another conflicting report said that he sped through a police checkpoint. So either one of those Mm -hmm. officers noted that on his jacket that he was wearing, he had nails protruding, which I'm going to show you. Actually, you can see him right there in that photo. Look, look at the lapel of his uh, jacket there. Do you see on the... Oh, yeah. Yeah, you mm-hmm. see those? Those are the same nails. And on his wrist, he had the armband of nails. So you definitely want to see this photo at talkmore.com. It is, it is Jen's background on her computer <laughs> it's creepy man it's creepy it is creepy this is not human flesh at all it's it's plastic but the mm. mask is fucking creepy it, it's michael myers yeah ask yeah very michael myers and it, it comes with a wig it comes with a wig <laughs> you could get the wig that goes on top and the mask is just scary, man. It's fucking scary. Mm-hmm. It's just so fucking scary. But there's there's a specific reason that he wore this. Now, this is the guy that was arrested. So oh, wow. Yeah. Looks like a nice family. Yeah, exactly. Man. Dapper, dapper man. This is the guy that every time another rape occurred, he was in the pub like everyone else saying, oh, I'm going to fucking get that guy. Who is this guy? He was the first one to, to always say that, you know. Mm-hmm. And he just wanted to revel in it. Now, I mean, you see him here, happy family, child, wife. He's, it looks like he, I mean, he's dapper looking. Like, this isn't the same guy, you know? But apparently it is. This is a closer up the bracelet there. You can see. Look at those fucking things. This is on a mannequin. So, like I said, uh, you, you got to see this this mask. It's, it's creepy, man. Yeah. It's, it's so fucking creepy. Now, if you want to read this, Nequise, this is from the Evening Standard, 13 December 1971. It was stated that Mr. Painsnell wore a jacket with one-inch nails protruding from it and nailed wristbands when he was arrested by police after a car chase. He is alleged to have said that he was going to an orgy. Detective Constable Barry Simpson said that Mr. Painsnell told him that a mask and wig he carried were used at meetings of a secret society to which he belonged. The society held the orgies. Yeah, so I probably should have mentioned his name. This guy is, his name is Edward Paisnell. I believe that's how you say it. His wife, Joan, which you saw the picture there of his wife, Joan. She actually is the one that wrote the only book about this case. This case is really well known. It probably wouldn't be known at all if it wasn't for the mask, to be honest. In fact, I had a real hard time finding any newspaper articles about this prior to him being caught. They, they would hardly ever mention the mask. And, and the reason that is, is very simple. Where he was doing this is called the Holiday Island. Mm. Tourism is the makeup of the economy here at the island. They didn't want this shit getting out, especially mm. this creep fucking with his mask. Holy shit. He lived with his wife, Joan. They actually took in orphan children together. Mm. So the, the one photo you saw was an orphan child. Mm. He lived with his wife and the the town is actually spooky in itself. Grooville. G-R-O-U-ville. Grooville. Mm. Freaking creepy. When they raided his home, this is his home. Pretty nice home. Yeah. In the back... Behind a secret cellar, he had a whole shrine set up 
for Satan. And he was he he was black magic worshiping. Mm. Wow. <laughs> so about the black magic thing when he saw the cross, and this is from the Daily Mirror. He says it says that uh when confronted with a cross made of raffia, Paisnell's eyes bulged, his face turned red, and he started shaking and chuckling. Paisnell is alleged to have said, quote, our master would laugh very long and hard at this. I'm not afraid of the cross. There is a much more powerful emblem than that. Our cocoon is getting larger. Your world is shrinking, end quote. Freaking nuts. But at night, Jekyll became Hyde. He's talking about how good of a dad he was and mm-hmm. a husband. He would worship at his black magic shrine, then set off to seek his next victim, end quote. That's from the Sydney Morning Herald, 1st December 1971. The whole span of the rapes lasted for a decade, an entire decade. And do you want to know how he did it? Because it's, it's a fucking creepy to shit out. He claimed that he is the direct ancestor of, and I heard this guy's name before, but I, I'd never done his story. It's one of those, you know, Elden stories or whatever. Mm-hmm. Olden stories. Baron Gellis de Rias. He was a, a, he lived in a castle. It's one of those old timey stories, but it was true. This guy, de Reyes, lived in a castle and he murdered over a hundred or excuse me. He murdered over a thousand children for pleasure. Mm. This guy claims he's the direct descendant of Ooh. him. So he felt like that gave him like author ability and authority to do his crimes. Exactly. Now the, the kids were the ones that they were the victims and he would this. I'm going to tell you exactly how I would do it. He would put the mask on after he drove to a victim's house you park a little bit away, put his get up on his whole kit and caboodle, the whole thing you see here. He would climb in the window just like a fucking fairy tale. He would take a uh, like a nylon rope. Literally, he would take it out of his pocket. It was already looped. He would wrap it around the sleeping kid's <gasps> neck. Oh, no. <laughs> this is how he did it. He would wrap it around the sleeping kid's neck and then pull him drag them all the way back out the window and back to a, a secret location where he would rape them. Then he would, he would drag them back like, like a pulling a pig. That's, you know, the, in Scotland, you, you got the sheep or whatever and you're pulling it just like that. And the kids would follow because they would, they would think that this was like, I mean, in the kind of an eight year old's mind, you know, I mean, <laughs> fucking crazy. Think about seeing this motherfucker. You wake up at three in the morning and that's the first thing you see. And then there's a uh, uh, like a nylon rope attached around your neck. And he's not saying anything. He's just kind of tugging. Uh, 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 and you just follow him. <laughs> Fucking goddamn nuts. One 15-year-old victim said that after she had been dragged away, quote, I couldn't breathe. And he told me not to scream. Then he put a rope around my neck and pulled me to my feet, end quote. And one uh, terrifying incident, this one uh, mother and daughter recalled him coming into their home with the mother. She had a 14-year-old daughter, and she says, quote, I heard somebody in the living room. A man appeared and grabbed me. He was gagging her. He tied her hands as he was gagging her. Now, he's talking about the mother here. The daughter runs to the bedroom, and then... 
she actually comes out because the mother keeps screaming. The daughter runs outside. The mother escapes barely. Quote, I ran down the lane calling to her, she said, but it was useless. The mother runs to a neighbor's home to get the police. She gets back to her home and she was there in the daughter and her daughter was in the home. And she said, quote, I've been raped. But thank goodness, mother, you're alive. End quote. That's freaking nuts. Right when this happened. And this is a very small little island. There was a man and this is the man here. His name is Alphonse Lee Gastelos. He was cleared immediately, but he's very eccentric. And the townsfolk immediately thought this was the guy. It is a very small island. Right. Very small. So they immediately think this is the guy doing it. Now, they can't even really prove besides the rape test and stuff like that. You know, the guy's wearing a mask, whatever. They're just hearing what their kids, their eight-year-old kids are saying. Mm -hmm. Oh, there's this guy that took me out in a mask. I don't know if I was dreaming or not. Like, it was just... You know, like in a fucking fairy tale. Mm -hmm. Anyway, the townspeople got together. They thought this guy was doing the crimes. He was actually cleared. He had a complete alibi. He was cleared right after the first two happened. But he was harassed by his his direct neighbors and everyone in the town. They threw rocks through his window. They would threaten him. So this guy, he said... Now, he was called the, quote, loneliest man in the world. He mm -hmm. goes to a very small, it's like a, it's a, it's a rock. And I'll show you a picture of it. It's a, a private island. It's a half acre rock. And he lived there for 10 years without any house or without any, anything. He just picked up and took in his rowboat and moved to this rock. And he lived there and he almost died plenty of times, but he would not come back to his house, even though he was cleared. Even after this guy was caught, he didn't come back. But anyway, if you want to read this. The strange, stocky little character had just survived his ninth winter nightmare as the only inhabitant of the Ecker House, a rocky crag jutting out of the heaving seas eight miles from Jersey, almost midway between here and the French coast. He fled there in 1961, scorned, then condemned by frightened, suspicious, and angry Jersey people, he claims. And even though all Jersey, all Jersey now knows that Alphonse is, is guilty of nothing more than eccentricity, and many would welcome him back to his homeland, he refuses to return. I shall die here in peace, away from the wagging tongues, he says. Yeah, so Sydney on live chat says, damn, how eccentric do you have to be to be accused of those crimes? Apparently, they were going to freaking slaughter this guy. He would not come back. He was living on a half acre rock. This is in the fucking free. And there were winters that went by where he almost died. It was so fucking cold. There's no food out there. He would have to catch fish like this dude just fucking got in a rowboat and said, fuck it. Y'all don't believe me. I'm out of here. And I think he did that because they would fucking slaughter him. Life out here has been good to me. He says, I had a heart attack about 16 years ago and didn't expect to last another year. But I slowly recovered, and now I'm in good health. That's because there are no doctors out here to give me pills that only deceive you and make you think you're recovering. Then there's the fresh air and the peace. Nobody to bother me. No, I have nothing to complain about except perhaps the weather in winter. There are 50-foot waves, howling winds, and freezing temperatures. I almost froze to death that first winter. That was because I hadn't thought of an adequate eating system. What, what do you think? So this guy basically over a of a decade would rape little children. He was known as a bluebeard. That's what a bluebeard's called. 
I, oh. I didn't really know that was the actual word. We actually discussed that before, but apparently this is what a blue beard is called, oh. is uh, someone that does this. So, I mean, honestly, there's not a lot on this case. It's more the fucking mask, to be honest. And honestly, I want to read the book, but I'm not because it's. Does anyone want to gift us this book? No, because no. I don't even know if, like, the, the there's, like, one copy on fucking Amazon. Who even knows if that's, like, even real? Yeah. I don't know. I'll, maybe I'll maybe I'll go to the local bookstore, because I definitely or want... Or a library. Uh, yeah, maybe. But the wife wrote the book, and... But as far as... So I use newspapers, and that's about it for, for what I use. And, and honestly, a lot of the newspapers weren't even from the UK, because mm. those don't exist for some reason. I think they were just trying to cover it up and keep quiet. But so anyway, he pled guilty on charges of children from nine years old and one married woman. Oh, one 11 year old girl had scratches on her back. Now, that was from the, the nailed wristbands. He was found guilty of 13 sexual offenses. He received 30 years imprisonment. The attorney general, Mr. Peter Krill, said, quote, a cunning and hideous man who had deliberately gratified his lust for young children as and when he liked, as and when he liked. Now, that was from the Evening Standard, 13th, December 1971. They were talking about in the paper that 400 years ago, he would have been put to death for the rape because 400 years ago in this area, rape was a death sentence. Oh, so. Hmm. So, I mean, guys, there's, besides the, the mask and shit, you ain't going to find any more information on this. Thank you, yeah. Malachi, once again. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The the guy, the the one that went to the island, Alfonso, is actually really interesting. They said he was serving a life sentence in solitary confinement on his own will. He lacked any fresh food, uh, meat, fruit, veggies, very harsh winters. The, he said as soon as he was accused, he came back home. His home was ransacked. The one he's, his family's been there for generations. Home was ransacked. He would get spit on. Uh, rocks thrown at him and through his window. So he just got in a rowboat and left. And honestly, look at the dude. He doesn't look freaking happier, right? No. <laughs> he's on his rock. <laughs> There's like nobody. It's like a fucking rock. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Crazy. I mean, that's like the ocean behind them. Yeah. <laughs> wow. I mean, to survive out there, man. Anyway, honestly, guys, there's nothing more on that case, man. I can give you. I want to, want to but. Wow. I'll put all my sources on talkmore.com. It's basically, I use like six or seven newspapers to uh, do that story. But besides the mask, which you definitely want to see, that's the uh, Beast of Jersey. Mm-hmm. Edward Paisno. Maybe one day I'll get the book. Yeah. So anyway, if you guys are staying on live chat, Nicole's going to do a quick story for us. She's going to do the Sugar Babe, Goodnight Sugar Babe case. And I guess we'll get started on that one. But for for this episode, for the podcast listeners, but for this episode, I hope you guys enjoyed that. I'm sitting here with Jen and Nicole. My name is John. This is Talk More Me Podcast. Until next time, good night, you lovely, lovely people.